and gentlemen, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Tammy Nicholson hey. in the house, everybody. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Doing super. Yeah, yeah doing good. I, a beautiful uh, day. It is a beautiful day. I was uh, this morning early, went out and played a little Frisbee golf with one of my buddies and got back here, did some laundry and doing some other stuff. And then, you know, Mondays are kind of my my day off, which mm-hmm. um, works out great because it's the you know our podcast day. And so it gives me a chance to kind of do a little little recon, little, little research on, on some stuff when it comes to whatever topic, whatever thing we're going to be talking about, which today we're talking about why might you be scared of, of intimacy or scared of commitment. Mm -hmm. And there there was a book, I think it was a book. I, someone told me about the book and then I told you about the book and then you're like an overachiever and ordered it already. (laughs) (laughs) Mid conversation. Yeah, like yeah, I was telling you about in it. My car. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, uh, yeah. but I think it's called. Well, hit- you know, if if you wait, you know, then it will never it do be it. Gone or it might might not you know get it in time. So. Yeah, strike <laughs> strike while the iron's hot. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, I think it's called. He's scared. She's scared. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I'm not. Sh- I, I need to get the book. I, I haven't got the book yet. I've done a little bit of. Um, I watched some videos and things by the author or people that gave reviews of the book and various things. So I could just get a little bit of an idea what the book's about and the title pretty much sums it up real well. Uh, I'm sure it goes into a lot of depth on maybe digging in deep into that, which that's the part I'm interested in, but, and maybe it gets into attachment styles and all that as well. But I know that immediately, and I'm curious what you thought right out of your divorce, right out of my divorce, I, I really wasn't interested in being locked down. It, like right after my divorce, I was just, well, one, if I'm just honest, I, you know, I was broken hearted. I was, you know, I was g- depressed. All the things that most everyone faces when you get divorced, even when it's a very amicable, uh, fairly peaceful divorce, you know, they're still tragic and sad and hurtful and, and all yeah. of that. I mean, that's just, I don't, I don't know if you can get divorced without some of that. Um, so, you know, my first year after the divorce, I just was in no emotional state to to be in any kind of a committed relationship. But uh, like I've said, nearly every podcast, I did date around. I, you know, I was making new friends. I was having fun. Um, and it's not till now, which, you know, three years later, where I definitely am in a different spot. And. I don't feel that need to be um, solo. You know, I don't feel that Mm -hmm. like, nope, I want to be single. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I am single right now and and I, I like it. I mean, I'm talking to somebody, but I, 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 and, and really enjoying her. She's a really wonderful person. I'm super excited. Maybe one day I'll tell more about her. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a fun journey but when I think about being scared of commitment, I've experienced a few times in the last couple of years where like, I just thought, man, if I let, if I let myself like her, is she going to hurt me? I've even, I've even felt that like recently, mm-hmm. you know, with, and I definitely keep 
uh, and you, you named, you said this one time when I did this and you called it by a name, uh, how, how would I, how do I phrase this? It's like, I'm fishing for, um, like I'll do things to, to see what's she going to respond. Like how's she going to respond, um, to give me, and I, there's a phrase for this, but it's basically what I'm doing. It's like, I'm fishing for, is this safe? It's like, I'm kind of testing the waters, you know, I'll say certain things and I'm like, okay, how's she going to respond? Or, you know, does she respond in kind? You know, like you don't want to be, right. at least I don't, I don't want to be the guy that's like, I love you. And they just go, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, fuck, thumbs I said up. it too soon. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, like, like that message. Oh God. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say I love you to someone unless I really feel like they love me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Per I mean, I think I could tell someone, Hey, I really love you. Regardless of what you feel about me, I do love you. But I, I would rather feel safe to know that if I'm saying I love you, that, that they're feeling it too. Right. Am I on track yeah, here? No, no, <laughs> I, no, I think, I think most people feel that way. And I think, um, it's why a lot of people don't say it right away and, yeah. you know, and really hold back on that is that piece of being afraid that they're going to be hurt somehow. Or there'll be pain involved, which, you know, I mean, there's, that just goes to past experiences. Yeah. Um, which I, I think is, well, I, I mean, that's one of my, one of my thoughts is um, that, you know, we're afraid of commitment because we're holding on to something from our past, whether it's something good that we want to experience again or something painful that we're afraid of will happen again. Yeah. But even the good I mean, if we're holding on to something that's good, wanting it to happen again, we're not allowing for the great thing. Yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, we're we're just we're just holding out basically. But I mean, to answer your your question and just, you know, kind of support what you're saying. um, When I first got divorced, actually, I mean, I had a different experience because. I wanted, and maybe maybe I am an overachiever. I don't know, but <laughs> I kind of wanted the redo right away. You oh, know, I was like, I I felt I felt like I was in a position in my life to I was very confident, I was very empowered, and I wanted to find a relationship that I could be successful in, and um, that didn't happen. Uh, you know, I did jump into a relationship right away. And it wasn't, and I, I should have taken time for myself. So I learned that about myself. I learned that, you know, from the experience of being in a relationship too soon after a divorce that I didn't allow myself the time to really discover who I am and what I want and what, you know, what, where I needed to grow in order to experience that relationship that I was longing for. So, um, you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to get into another relationship, but since since having had a couple of long-term relationships and one of them um was very very painful um ending and i you know since then i have had uh been i have been afraid of commitment and um because of something i experienced in the past well it doesn't mean it's going to happen again right but that 
but that experience is there and the belief that if I were to get into a relationship and that person were to do something that caused pain, that I would feel the same way, which isn't even the case. You know, it's, it's not the same. So, but I do think that that is part of why people are afraid of, of getting into committed relationships. I think you're absolutely correct. I would say this, you know, it's funny. Every time we talk, it's very therapeutic. I know you say it's therapeutic for you. It's therapeutic for me too, because some of the things you say make me think about things just slightly different or give me a different perspective. And while you were talking another, like I was just visualizing my mindset when I was in my twenties, when I, when I got married, my, um, my ex is a very beautiful woman. She still is. Um, I, I remember the first time I saw her, like I remember seeing her and, you know, now as a 53 year old, so, you know, I'm lo- thinking about, I'm, I'm really trying to put my mind in my 20 self something. And the list of the things that I wanted, Pammy was someone I thought was hot and a Christian, like, <laughs> like that was literally about it, right? Like that mm-hmm. literally was about it. Uh, and she fit the mold for both of those. Right. And mm-hmm. now where I think the, those in our situation that those that have been married, especially long-term marriage and now find themselves single in their mid middle midlife, you know, midlife era, meaning, you know, f- anywhere from 45 and up, um, or maybe I'd say that about anybody that's been married over 10 years. Now my list is it's longer, you know, and, and, and and, and if you're a Christian, it's probably not going to (laughs) work. Well, let me take that back. If you're a hardcore committed Bible thumping Christian, if you're just a mainline Christian, that's fine. But like for me, it's, how can I say this? I think in my twenties, there would have been a lot of women that would have fit into that criteria. Mm Mm-hmm. Now there's fewer women that fit into the criteria that I have now. And there's just, there's more, there's more to consider, I guess. And I was thinking about this the other day, cause you know, in the three years and you, I'm very curious what you'll say, cause you've been dating longer than I have, but in the three years, there's been women that like I clicked instantly, right? Like an instant, mm-hmm. we just like, Literally at the end of the day, I thought this could be the one. Okay. That's just how my brain works. Mm -hmm. And then you keep, you know, you keep dating, you keep chatting, you keep talking, you you know, you keep going down the road and then, you know, you start seeing things and I'm sure they're, they're doing the same thing. So I don't want this to be like, you know, I got to find a woman that's, you know, because they're doing the same thing. Like we're both doing this to each other. We're dating, we're continuing down the road. And we well, you you hope that you're both doing that. <laughs> right. You, you would hope so. And you just, I don't know. Again, I'm so curious what you'll say here, but I just noticed there've been several that, you know, I'd get a, a month in or two months in. I think the longest relationship I have is like three months. And, you know, you just start to see things and you think, can I live with that? You know, am mm-hmm. I okay with that? Um, and, and, you know, the, I, you just have to decide, you know, there's right and decide because I don't think 
I don't think there is such a person out there. This is going to be crazy for me to say, cause I'm the hopeless romantic. I'm the Cinderella. I'm the, <laughs> I'm just that guy. I really am that kind of a guy, but, and I don't think it's like I've gotten spoiled or, you know, gotten uh, bitter or rotten over the years. I, I really don't think that's what it is. I think, I think I'm a realist too. I just don't think that there's another human that anyone will ever meet that there's not going to be something that makes you go, Hmm, can I live with, <laughs> can I live with that? Right. And I think now, and I haven't talked to Pammy about this beforehand, so maybe Pammy will say the opposite, but I think that's a detriment. And I got that from the book, how to not die alone from Logan Uri, I feel like to have that kind of a magical Disney fairy tale type view, you're just going to be dating for your entire fucking life because you're never going to meet someone who literally does everything you want them to do when you want it, how you want, like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, you, I think you have to be able to, decide what are the core things that matter most that are non-negotiable and not yeah. be afraid to commit to those things when maybe there's something else that you're like, yeah, I don't like that necessarily, but I like, you know, I like who they are, but I, and I don't, can't, I can't think of what it is. I mean, it can be something as small as something. I can be super, something superficial. It could be, I don't even know. I can't, I can't think I'd have to, I'd have to like stop the podcast and actually think about over the last three years, what, how that actually transpired for me in some relationships where, well, I can tell you one time, one time I was dating this girl and she drank like a lot and I just remember feeling uncomfortable with it. Like I was like, man, she, she drinks a lot, a lot more than I'm comfortable with. Um, and I'm not sure I'm down for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, anyway, that's just one example. Uh, and I'm thinking through this live, like as I'm thinking it and I'm opening my mouth and words are coming out as I'm <laughs> just thinking about that process. Cause when I was 20 something, I didn't think what I think mm -hmm. now, I just didn't have, it was you know, when you're 20 something, it's just simple. Am I attracted to them? Are they attracted to me? Uh, you know, are we basically somewhat, we, can we get along? You know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I do think that you absolutely need to dream. You know, this is, you and I are both romantics Yeah. and, um, we tend to lean that direction, but I, I do think you need to be able to dream and imagine the qualities of that person. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've gone as far as writing down height, you know, what, what they look like and things like that, but that's not as important as their character. They're, you know, are they kind? Are they generous? Are they, you know, do they have, um, they have a, a growth mindset or do they have, you know, is fitness and health important to them? those types of things. But I think it's absolutely important to dream about it and to imagine what that could be like, because how else, how else do you open the door to attracting that person 
if you can't even imagine what they're like. Right. And, you know, you know, I believe in the, the universe working for us. How are, you know, if you want to call it God, you want to call it, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But when, when I imagine my relate my romantic relationship, I imagine a peaceful relationship. I imagine a relationship that's full of adventure and connection and love and, and joy and laughter and those kinds of kinds of things. Well, that's, those are the qualities that I'm dreaming of. And as I imagine this unfolding for myself, I can see um, this individual, I can see myself doing, you know, the things I love, like golfing with this individual, but it doesn't mean I see what they look like. I don't, it doesn't mean I, you know, I know who they are, but I've opened the door to attract that person. Right. And without, without, you know, putting yourself in a position of, of wanting that you don't even allow for that to happen. Now, I mean, you don't get to, you don't get to choose when it happens. You don't get to choose how it happens. You don't get to choose who it, you're, you know, who this dream is with. But if you have the dream, if you have the vision, then it can absolutely happen. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think I've also, when I, you know, this is all related to being scared of commitment. I think the, I, here's what I think. If you are, if you, some people don't know if they, some people are not self-aware to be able to, to say they're not scared mm-hmm. of commitment. Like some people would think, no, I'm not scared of commitment. <laughs> and they are, right. you know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. so here would be some two tail signs. One is, you know, if you end up keep bailing, like if you keep finding yourself with people and then you bail and then you with, and then you bail and then bail and then you bail and then I would tend to think, um, that could be a little insight into maybe, you know, either that or you're just picking the wrong people. What, but even, but (laughs) even very true, but even that could be, that could be, why are you picking the wrong people, <laughs> you know, yeah. or obviously you don't know the the wrong, per- like you're not picking them knowing they're the wrong person. You're picking them thinking mm-hmm. it might be a fit. And then you just get on down the road and realize that they're not. But I, again, I think if you have a, your list is a mile long, that might be, that might be a mechanism of you being scared of commitment. That's why you have such mm-hmm. this long list nobody's going to ever fit that like no, there's no human out there that's going to fit what you have in your list and i i and that, you know i'm a hopeless romantic i'm the <laughs> disney like i love that stuff but i realize that you know it's it's one of those things that you know someone's 90 years old and they're you know i just haven't met the one yet it's like <laughs> You might have, you're 90 <laughs> at this point. Like, yeah. you know, you should just, you, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm so curious. Well, I, I'm so fascinated by all this because I'm, you know, I'm in this world now and I, my brain is so, so different now as a single guy compared to when I was married. It's like now as a single guy, you know, dating and talking to people. And, and in fact, this is a, a cute, short little version of the story. So how I met the person I'm talking to now, 
It's very wild. I was on a date with a first time date. This is that story I told of that woman that I'd never, ever met. We'd been friends on Facebook. She was taking a, a weekend trip. I said, jokingly, well, I'll go with you. And she said, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'd never met her before ever, never had met mm -hmm. her before, but we'd been friends on Facebook. So I knew she was, wasn't crazy. And she knew I wasn't crazy. So <laughs> literally Pammy, I drove to her apartment. She came to the door with a suitcase. First time I ever saw her, we hugged, got in the car, played music, laughed and had a great time and went down to um, Eureka Springs for the weekend. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a great trip. It was so much fucking fun. That's and awesome. yeah, it was, it was just such a fun trip. And we never went out after that. Like we had, we both had a great time and uh, still our Facebook friends. And then when we came back, to the town, you know, that she went her way. I went my way and we still stay in touch every once in a while. Anyway, but while I was down there, I met the girl that I'm talking to now. Oh, wow. And yeah, we met and, uh, I was smart enough to say, let's exchange Instagrams. Um, mm -hmm. and innocent enough. In, yeah. Very, very innocent, <laughs> you know? So we exchanged Instagrams and had a few, exchanges over the last 12 months. Um, and then they kind of started picking up, you know, a, a little bit ago and awesome. finally, yeah, finally I pulled the trigger and did my normal, nice. uh, my, my say my normal, meaning I invited her to coffee, which is just what I do. I want to just have coffee, very mm -hmm. casual, just let's chit chat and see what's up. And, and the rest is history. And she's, she's, yeah, she's really cool. But uh, anyway, I say that just to say, I love this story. And if it, you know, if it works out great, if it, if it doesn't work out, it, she's just a wonderful, I'm sure we'll be friends forever if it doesn't, but she's such a neat person. And I, and I, I just love that, you know, I met her while living my life. In fact, met her yes. while on a date, you know, yeah. and, and she's from yeah. Kansas city. So she's from Kansas city, but she was in Eureka oh, Springs, okay. just happened to be there the same weekend I was, but we never ran into each other here in Kansas city, mm -hmm. I had to leave town, do something crazy, do something fun to meet her, which I think that's right. I don't know. I just, I think that's cool. And now moving forward, you know, I'm thinking about this stuff, this whole, you oh, know, yeah. uh, scared of commitment and even intimacy. I know, you know, we've talked about, uh, ED, thank God I don't have erectile dysfunction or anything, but, but, um, I have had that kind of stuff happen, you know, where I've either had too much whiskey or I'm nervous, you know, uh, what's that? Yeah. What is it? What do they call that? Um, uh, what do they call that? Where, uh, it, you're, it, yeah, I get in, you know, I get into my head and start overthinking and, you know, you start oh, worrying right, about, right. Oh, there's a phrase for that too. You would think maybe I need weed. I need to smoke weed before we do our podcast. I, I think I would think better. Yeah. Uh, all I'm on well, right I'm now, not, Pammy, is just some coffee, and that's not working. Well, and I'm not much help today either. I, I, things are not popping in my brain for yeah. some reason. Well, every every podcast so. can't be a a grand slam, right? We're we're consistent. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't. Uh, anyway, it doesn't my personal story doesn't really matter. I just I think. I am in my mind always asking myself, like, am I scared of commitment? And so I guess mm -hmm. if people are listening and that's, if, if you don't think you're scared of commitment, but yet 
you know, you're still dating around there. You might be, it, it could mm-hmm. be, you, you could be self-sabotaging without even knowing it. And you could be, you know what I mean? It could be a subconscious thing that you, you're like, no, I'm not scared of it, but, but you actually are. And I've just, I've wondered that even about myself because when I start to kind of like someone is when I start to get nervous, you know, I start to mm-hmm. like, I'm like, fuck, I actually like this person. Shit. Like <laughs> now what, you know, and, and I don't want to fuck this up. And, and I'm trying so hard to be just me. Um, and you shouldn't have to try hard. So I guess I'm not trying hard to be me. I mean, in other words, I'm just, I'm just like, if I think, oh, she might not like this. I'm like, well, this is who, I mean, this is part of me, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. uh, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to hide any, any parts of me. And I don't feel like that. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm mumbling, but do you think you're scared of commitment? Um, I, I know I have been and a perfect, a perfect example of it being, you know, unconscious, uh, behavior and attracting, um, a certain type of person is I, for the, there for a period of time, I kept attracting men who were unavailable. Whether they were emotionally unavailable, they didn't have time or they were married or whatever, you know, just unavailable. Yeah. And it took me, it took me about, you know, I I had dates with, you know, a few guys and um, I think I dated one guy for a while, a couple months or whatever. And it finally clicked in my head. This is because you're unavailable. You, I was still um, I was still grieving my breakup and I, and I didn't realize it wasn't conscious to me, but the, the unconscious part of me was, you know, I wanted to be in a relationship, but I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody who actually wanted to be in a relationship. Right. That <laughs> no, I, I totally <laughs> understand. Uh, that makes you know, total so, sense to me. Yeah. And so I kept attracting all of these unavailable men and I finally said something to somebody and it, it, as it came out of my mouth, it clicked in my brain. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's because I'm not available and I'm protecting myself. And so I started working through that and, and really started looking at, okay, what, you know, what am I afraid of? What, you know, all of those things, I had to work through all of that. And I will say, I will say today that I am not afraid of commitment because I am so clear on what my vision is. I am so clear on the type of person that I want to attract into my life that I will know whether or not that's someone I can be committed to. Right. And I will, you know, and, and a lot of that is I will not give up who I am ever again. That I am, you know, I am at peace with who I am. And I, you know, I I choose to, to live that way. And I think it was um, Lewis... Lewis House, who said, I'm, I'm going to be so obnoxiously myself that I hope you feel like running away. Yeah. Because that means that I'm being myself. Right. And, you know, don't want them to run away. But, you know, I, I'm like that, that spoke to me. Yeah. Because like you said, I want someone to accept me for who I am. I don't want to have to pretend and hide and, and be, you know, something I'm not. And maybe this is what so. it is. When you get into a relationship, 
if you're looking for something you don't like compared to your inner relationship, continuing to look for what you do like, I think that that's, that's two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I know that I typically would be considered slightly critical, meaning it's part of my nature. Like when I go buy a car, you know, I'm going there, I'm looking for the imperfections, right? Like I'm looking for anything right. that's not right. So I can point it out to the owner and say, you know, you're asking this much, but you know, there's this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And so, you know, I don't think it's worth what you're saying. Um, and I tend to do that sometimes not as critic, not, I'm not as critical with, with people, and honestly, I've the book, that book, I, I mentioned it. We've talked about it. We've done many podcasts on that book, but the, the how to not die alone book, it really impacted me because I felt mm-hmm. like I was too, I was being very, I was critiquing people. Mm-hmm. I was just very, you know, critical of, of people. And now I'm, now that I've gone through that three year process and I've, I've settled myself, I'm good emotionally. I'm, I'm good in my life. I feel good that now, of course I'm, you know, I'm talking to just one person, but before, before her, it was just, I would go out and I was just like, you know what? I'm not saying yay or nay, like, let's just go out Let and we'll just keep kind of going out until neither one of us are feeling it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and you know, and that's what I've been doing for the last years. I'm like, I'm trying to do, uh, more of a, and I think Steve Janky talks about this, uh, my, my, our buddy, but so Steve Janky's position is you should, and I think it's three dates. Is that what he said? He does. He likes to do I a minimum so. of three dates just to kind of give it a, mm-hmm. a, give it a, let's give it a go. Let's just see what happens. Oh. And I really like that. And, and, and of course, to qualify that, I mean, if it's a no, I mean, I've, we've all gone on those right. dates where you're like, there's no way on in hell I'm going on another date with this person. Um, so clearly outside of that kind of a situation to kind of give it a shot. Like if there wasn't any yeah. glaring red flags, then yeah, why not see where it's up? What's up? You know? And so, um, you know, that's what I've been doing for the last, I would say the last year ish uh, for, for me is like, you know what, if it's not a clear, no, um, I want to, you know, I want to go on a couple dates and just kind of see what, mm-hmm. what it goes. And sure enough, I mean, there's, you know, like, like I've said before, just me personally, I can be a kind of fall in love real quick. Um, but then as time goes along, you know, it, it, you find out, Oh, okay. I was, I fell into attraction. Mm. You know, there was, there was some other, there was some other thing there. And now that the full personality or the whatever, but not that it's bad, but it's just like, you know, Oh, like that's, that's not a life for me. Um, I mean, it can even be the extreme on the good side, right? Like for me, because I'm not a gym rat anymore. I don't know. I'm not sure what it would be like. I don't know if my mindset would be a fit for a a woman that is a gym rat. Like, I just don't know Mm. if that would be conducive for me. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I really don't. Like, I'm, well, I'm, in other words, it could be something that's not a bad thing. It's not bad to be a gym rat, but I think that a gym rat would probably do well with a gym rat, in my opinion. Hence the reason there's certain apps out there, like the fit, there's a fit app, there's a, you know, religious app, there's, you know, Christian mingle, there's all these different mm -hmm. specific, I think it's because if you're a hardcore religious person, you should be with a hardcore religious person. If you're a right. fitness person, like you should be with a fitness person. I would definitely be considered active because I'm, you know, I'm very active. I'm athletic. Right. I can hike. I just haven't been a gym rat over the last two years. And I don't see myself ever becoming a gym rat in the, the technical sense of the word. Right. But yes, I will work out. I will be a person that goes to the gym three times a week. Um, so I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that someone's not a fit because something's bad. They could be a fit because they're just not a fit in your lifestyle. Like, right. Like whatever it might be, I, I like if they're they, they like to go hunting and fishing every weekend. Well, Ew. you know, yeah, like <laughs> what just like that, right, Pammy? Like, Ew. like that. He, he might be a great guy, but yeah. and, and him doing that is totally fine. But for yeah. you, that would be a yeah, no, right? Mm -hmm. So oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, that and camping. Mm. No, you're not, not a camper not for me. No, not a tent, not a tent camper. And if it was an RV, that's a different story. Okay. That would be, that might be kind of fun, but yeah, I'm not, I, I just, you know, I'm a little bit, um, you're soft. A, you're a little bougie. <laughs> I'm a little bougie. I don't, I'm, you know, and see, there's nothing bit, wrong glamping with Glamping would be fine. Glamping would be fine. Yeah. And if I was, you know, if I went on a safari and had to, you know, stay out in, campsite or something like that. that that's a little different yeah. but just to go out in the middle of august and pitch a tent and and oh just the it just sounds horrible to me <laughs> yeah well so, yeah, yeah and i think right I, I, you know i've I, I, right there's just and when i i think the reason i keep wanting to make sure i clarify this there's nothing wrong with being who you are if if you're right. the best version of yourself whatever just try to be the best version of yourself. And if that's a gym rat, great. If that's religious, great. Sure. If that's, if you're into Louis Vuitton and coach and, you know, Prada, there's nothing wrong with that, but just know that, you know, you need to find someone that can fit into that work. Like being a hunter. I'm, I'm not a hunter. I, of course I'm a guy, right? So I haven't met a ton of women that hunt and a lot of women do, but it's not, it's not mm -hmm. super prevalent. I wouldn't be into that. Like I would not mm -hmm. want to, really go i don't think i'd want to be with someone that's out shooting bambi i just something about that would just not fit with me um you know i'm i'm flexible like i like fishing but i never go you know but i i do like it um i don't know I, you know it's just it's a mat it's there's a lot of people in the world pammy and i think it just takes mm -hmm. time but you gotta you gotta really look for where look for the ways that you connect and fit with people uh, because I think if you're looking critically for ways that you don't fit, I think mm -hmm. that might be a subconscious mechanism that is coming about because you're scared of commitment. Yes. Or there's something in that relationship that is a red flag that you've you've noticed, but you're not willing to admit it. But then you start finding all of these other reasons why you're afraid to 
to commit to that person. So, I mean, I think it's, it's smart to really stop and ask yourself, is it, is it my personal fear or is there something inside this relationship that isn't meshing or isn't in alignment with what I'm looking for and really be honest with yourself about that too, because I mean, I've done that. I've, I've ignored red flags, but then started picking out other things in the relationship that, that were not working for me because, you know, the red flag wasn't enough at the time for me to say, Hey, this doesn't work for me. I wasn't, you know, confident enough to say that. Yeah. So, you know, I do think that's, that's a, a valid, um, reason to stop and look at, you know, okay, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Is it me or is it, you know, is there definitely something in the relationship that, I need to be cautious of. Yeah. Yeah. It it can be tough because you can want something so bad that mm-hmm. you, and I've done it even in my short three year span, there's been some times that I was just like, this isn't the forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I can't imagine being with this person forever. Like there's, you know, certain, or I'm trying to sell it to me. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been yes. there where like I'm oh, trying to yeah. sell it to myself oh, and yeah. it's a very oh, yeah. weird feeling. And then when you finally, mm-hmm. when you finally break it off or they break it off with you, have you ever had someone break up with you and you're almost like, Oh, thank God. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Isn't it? But I've had that happen where they were like, you know, I'm not feeling it. And you're like, Oh, thank yeah. God. Cause I wasn't either, but I didn't know what to say. Cause I thought there was a lot of potential <laughs> here. And that's the part yeah. I think that's tough that, that, that I have met women that, you know, were physically attractive. They, they had a lot of qualities and things that I really liked. Um, and even, and even could see myself in a future with them. Like I could see how it could work, but I knew, but I knew down deep, it wasn't a really good match. You know, I could just, mm-hmm. I could just feel that, you know, I don't think I'm, all that they are really looking for. And if I'm honest, you know, they're not all that I'm looking for. Um, and when I say that, I know I keep, I need, I keep saying this to requalify this because I, I just know how people can hear things and hear things that you're not saying. When someone's not all that I would want, it doesn't mean that they're not good enough or they're not awesome. It, I just mean for me, meaning they're right. they're enough they're and not they're not a fit for you. Right. Yeah. They would be a fit for someone else and they're enough right. in and of themselves, just at, in a in a partnership. So it's not about, well, I'm better than they are. They're just not up to my level. And so it's not going to work. No, 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 no. There's yes. just different people out there, and their different doesn't match your different. And so they need to be with someone different. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you right. know, and and so it's not a matter of judging people on those scales of, oh, well, they're a four and they're an eight. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, like pretty much for the most part, you should only compare yourself to yourself. You know, everybody's a 10 in some way, somehow, some in some universe, right? Um, you just, you, you know, we're all those that are single, those of us that are single, you know, we're just trying to, to find our person, right? that phrase that, you know, I just looking for my person, mm-hmm. but just find someone <laughs> that we're compatible with and that we feel good when we're around them. We look when we're not with them, we think about them when we are with them, we, we lose track of time or we lose 
track of anything and everything. I mean, you know, I've, I've, uh, you know, I've had that <laughs> happen and I, I really love it. You know, I love it. And you just get so hope filled and you're just hopeful that, you know, maybe, maybe this one will stick, you know, maybe this, this one will go the distance, you know, mm-hmm. but no one wants to get yeah. hurt. No, no, nobody does. And no one, and you know, I, I don't want to hurt people, but at the same time, and I've learned this just, you know, the hard way. And Lisa and I joke all the time, you know, oh, I'm getting quicker at it. You know, like I didn't go nearly as long in this relationship as I have in the past. I'm picking up on stuff a little quicker and I'm making a choice for myself a little faster when things are not in alignment. And, yeah. and that's okay. You know, um, it, it just, it's how you approach it. Yeah. And, it, and I think, you know, I had, I had three dates with this one guy and um, I knew after the third date that it was not a fit for me. There were just certain things that he um, qualities that he did not possess and certain aspects of his lifestyle that were not in alignment with mine. And that's exactly what I told him when, when I said I wasn't going to pursue it anymore. I said, you know, it's just not in alignment with what I want to create. And I, and you know, he didn't necessarily hear it that way, but I felt really good about the fact that I wasn't trying to pick him apart. He just did. He wasn't in alignment with my vision and yeah. it wasn't fair to either one of us for me to stay, you know, in and continue dating him. If he wasn't, if I would, if I knew right then and there that it wasn't going to go anywhere, yeah. that's not fair to, you know, to keep doing that. But it was interesting because, you know, I, that's how I worded it. And, you know, his, his response was very interesting. Um, but I felt good about how I approached it. Yeah. And when he asked me, he's, you know, well, is it specifically that, can you give me specifics? And I said, you know, I honestly don't feel like that's going to do either one of us any good. I said, this is my vision for my life. It doesn't align period. Yeah. Yeah. Being so, able to, I, I think, you've talked about this before where you really try to learn from every encounter, every date, every relationship, try to really learn. And I know one of the things for me, you know, I have such a heightened sexuality um, and I'm very free spirited and and pretty much, you know, down (laughs) for, for whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say when I got into this third year, I realized that I'd been leading a lot with that, you know, leading with sex. And and that was a big part of mm-hmm. my dating. And, you know, I've transitioned, um, uh, away from that. And even in the, the current, you know, person I'm talking to, uh, didn't lead with that. Matter of fact, I don't even know how many dates we went on. Um, I don't even know three, four, five dates. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was, you know, we didn't, I think we even went past that third date rule. You know, we, We've been talking for a while and gone on several dates. And I was so glad that, that she was on this. Cause I'm a guy, right? I mean, I could be, I could be like, I'm not going to have sex in the first date. And then, then if they want to, it, it, like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, okay, fine. I can, I'm up for this. Um, but I was glad that we were both on the same page that, you know, we really wanted to get to know each other first and that that was something you know, sex was something beautiful that I just didn't want to give away to anybody. And she didn't just want to give it up to anybody. And I just found that 
like it touched my heart actually, mm-hmm. uh, like deeply. It, 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 I, I love that to her sex was special and it meant something and that she wasn't just going to give it to me. It, it was yeah. something that not that I had to earn but it was just something that she wanted to know and feel safe with me and know that she, you know, liked me and oh my gosh, like it, it, it made it such a beautiful when it did happen. It made it so beautiful. Um, I didn't cry, but like it was that kind of a beautiful, like it was such a beautiful moment that, yeah, I, I could have cried, uh, but mm. everybody don't worry. I didn't do it, but <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh my God, this was just so beautiful. The way you got naked and everything. <laughs> it's okay. Timmy, you can cry if you want to. Oh. <laughs> it's my mascara running. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was, it was just, um, yeah, it was just, it was, Oh, speaking of liking, you know, people that just like you for who who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I actually have been wearing mascara since I was 13 and it's because I have a blonde, my eyelashes are blonde. And so, uh, I've dyed my eyelashes uh, through the years. I've tried different ways to make my eyelashes dark. And mm-hmm. nothing, just nothing worked outside of, I finally had a, the, my hairdresser that was, you know, dying my eyelashes. She said, you know, Timmy, oh, yeah. honestly, she goes, I've done that. Yeah. She goes, why don't you just do an, a more liquidy, oily, uh, mascara? It'll look more natural and, you know, it takes you two seconds to apply and you don't have to do, you know do the dye because the dye wasn't, it just wasn't working right. It just, what it doesn't mm-hmm. last very long. And it's just, it was, no. you know, so it's like, you look great the day they do it. And then it just starts looking like <laughs> shit, you know, within a few days, but with, you know, mascara, you just put it on. Yeah. And this is something that obviously I'm talking about in the podcast. I don't give a fuck if people know I, I've, I've worn guy liner or mascara literally almost for my entire life. And, and, you know, it, when I'm with someone, if we've been making out and all that, like I do look, you know, I mean, I have under, I have eyeliner mascara all over my face, you know, kind of like under my <laughs> eyes. I mean, like it, it's, it's fairly, no, it can be noticeable in those moments, meaning, you know, sure. I wake up in the morning and I'm, you know, I look like I had a rough night until I wash my face and wash off some of the mascara that's on my cheeks or whatever. And as weird as that might sound to some people, you know, me, I've just been doing this is I've literally been doing this my whole life. So it's like no big deal to me. I don't really care. But I I told her, I said, when we were having that conversation about feeling safe and, you know, you know, that I'm a little scared of commitment, but I'm really liking you. And, you know, I'm just trying to be vulnerable in this thing. I said, just FYI, I said, I got to let you know, I said, I wear mascara. Hopefully that doesn't bother you. And she just laughed and she goes, of course it doesn't bother me. She goes, I knew it when I first met you. <laughs> and I said, you did. She goes, oh yeah. She goes, I could tell. She goes, but she goes, I think it's cool. And I was like, oh, I like, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, oh, and she goes, no, she goes, I love it. She goes, I think it looks great on you. And she goes, I liked your, awesome. she goes, I liked your picture on Instagram that you did when you painted your nails black. She goes, I thought that was cool too. She was, oh, I think, there you go. yeah, she was like, I just think it's cool. You being you, you do you. And I said, uh, yeah, okay. Now, now you're speaking yep. my love language now. Like yep. now you're fucking with me and you're getting in my head. <laughs> <laughs> she even, okay. I, this is TMI, but I'm telling you anyway, cause we're just, t- just me and you, Pammy, just you and I talking okay. on the phone here. Yeah, yep. Just you and I. So the, the first time we were intimate, I was nervous and you know, 
that I was nervous. And so it wasn't, <laughs> my, my body was betraying it me. It wasn't your best. <laughs> no, it was betraying me. And it's so sweet, Pammy. She literally, she literally just said, she goes, it's okay. She goes, is there anything that you want me to do? Or she goes, what, is there anything I can do to help? Or what do you want? What do you want from me? And I said, and I, which I was just like, oh my God, this girl, this is so, pre it was just so precious to mm -hmm. me. And I just said, I said, hey, listen, I said, thank you for being sweet. I said, you don't need to do anything. I said, just give me a second. I said, I'm, I just, I'm nervous. Because what's funny is I was extremely excited. Like every part of me yeah. was very excited. And then it, once we got undressed is when it, it went away, mm -hmm. which is the opposite no, of what would, right? Like I was raging and then <laughs> we got naked and it was like, wah, wah, wah. And I was like, ah, shit. But anyway, uh, I did, her reaction was so sweet. And I just said, no, I said, no, let's just lay here and just, it, I said, trust me. I said, it, it, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll come back. Just trust me. It'll come yep. back. And, and it did. And it did. And, you know, had she tried real hard or made her uncomfortable, mm -hmm. it made me more uncomfortable. And, you know, it just would have been, it just would have been terrible. Um, yeah. but it, it wasn't like that. And it was a wonderful, uh, experience together. It was just wonderful. And it was a, it was a stay the night. So, you know, we had the morning too to like have more fun and, it was just beautiful. It was really, really beautiful. And that response for all the women listening, I know I have a lot of women that listen to this podcast. You know, if a guy ever has that happen, I just can't stress this enough. It's not you. It's not that you're not hot. It's not that you're not beautiful. It's not that you don't have skills. It's not that it's not you, <laughs> uh, 99% of the time, maybe it could be, but right. it's like, 99% of the time, it's not you. It's just the, you know, you get the guy mm -hmm. gets in his own head and he gets, for me, it's a nervous excited. It's just, I get so nervously excited that I don't know, all the blood leaves where it should be and goes somewhere <laughs> fucking else in my body. And you have to go, okay, what the hell's happening here? Uh, but yeah. I can tell you this for the guy, it's so. It's, I can't even tell you how I handle it decently now, just cause I'm older and I'm, you know, I've, I'm confident. And I, and I also know that, you know, just give me a breather here. It'll be fine. But the penis and the confidence of a man, they're attached mm -hmm. like big time attached. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. most men are very subconscious about it anyway. Um, so I don't know what I'm trying to say, but just ladies, you know, be, if it ever happens to you, just be sweet and be sweet to him. And, you know, it's just no big deal and whatever. Yeah. That'll make him feel be, be accepting, be accepting. Yeah. And that, I, I think that's, you know, boils down to that is just be accepting and, and understanding and compassionate. And, you know, I mean, we, it's, you know, I, as a, as a female, I mean, obviously I don't have a penis, but <laughs> I have had, <laughs> thank God, where, you know, yeah, right? <laughs> yes. But, you know, I've had situations where I couldn't orgasm and, and it, I, I couldn't even get close Yeah. and for whatever reason. And, you know, and that's a little disappointing and yet, 
it's not nearly as obvious as, you know, with a man, but right. it's also, you know, it's that same thing of, you know, just be, just be understanding and, and compassionate and, and be committed to the project, you know? Yeah. So have you ever had a, have you ever had a guy that, that, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, I've had, um, I had someone that had ED and, um, but also I think it was a little bit of whiskey deck too. I mean, I think there was the alcohol was, um, Played a bigger role, a bigger role. Yes. Yeah. And in general. And so, um, but yeah, I, I remember the first time that happened in my marriage and it was, you know, it was really early on. Um, so we were in our twenties and, um, and I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. And, you know, and now I understand the whole thing of what, what all, you know, the behind the scenes stuff that was going on that, that created that situation. But, um, but yeah, I didn't, I I was like, wait, what's happening right now? Like, this doesn't make sense to me, Yeah. but, and, and I wasn't compassionate. In fact, I think I giggled, like I laughed and, and I, and it, it clearly affected him because I still have this memory. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I didn't, it, I was so uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do. And, you know, and like I said, I was 20, if that 20 years yeah. old, I had no idea. So, um, but it clearly was the wrong response because it upset him. And so, you know, now I'm, you know, I learned from that Yeah. and, you know, and obviously since then I've, learned how to be more compassionate and understanding yeah. in general. So, cause no one wants yeah. as a guy, even your partner, no one wants you erect more than the guy himself. Like I've, right. Yeah. Yeah. I've had encounters where I'm just like, like if there was a shot that I could literally just jab it right into my dick and just press it and be like <laughs> sucking, like fucking hard. Like I would have done it. Like I would have been like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Do whatever it takes to get this thing working. Like, what the fuck is this? Right. I remember when it first happened to me. Um, yeah, it was it was shocking. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I I laugh about it, and I've told all my friends about it because it's ob- It was it was like my first time that it ever really happened, and and it was clearly uh, alcohol and nerves. Um, mm-hmm. but I remember just, I think I called all my friends, like right when I left the person, her house, I just called all my friends and be like, you won't believe what happened. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Oh my yeah. God. And of course they're all like, yeah, it's happened to me. You know, it's like every guy, no, <laughs> like it's happened to every guy, you know? Oh yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it, it's, it's, but you still don't like it. You know, you, right. you still, yeah. it's not something you know, yeah, it's not something you, you like at all. It's something that is so, so frustrating and definitely a, it, it chips or it attempts to chip away at your, your manhood, which again, fears, you know, fear of commitment, fear yep. of intimacy. Yep. And I, I'm, you know, all mm-hmm. this is related. I know I'm, I'm people think, I think he's off track. No, I'm not on track because if you ever, ever had that happen, it can create a fear of intimacy because mm-hmm. you're like, what if it doesn't work? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. so, you know, you then I would say, want it. get some, I mean, I know this will be funny to some, but I have some Viagra on hand. Just have it just in case, 
you know, if you have to have it, but I would do whatever you can, you know, physical exercise, there's a lot of things that help you mm-hmm. get that, you know, get that back. Um, yeah. But, and, and being aware of your, um, you know, when those things talk to your doctor about it, I mean, it could be hormonal too. Yeah. Um, you know, there could, because we all, we all go through that phase in our lives where our hormones reduce yeah. their production and women more than, you know, women experience it in a much more extreme way, I think, than men do, but it's, it can be subtle. And I think it's important to, you know, to get those checkups and get your blood work done and, and figure those things out. There's things you can do. We have so much access to, to, um, assistance when it comes to our bodies that, there's, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of it. It's just so commonplace now. Absolutely. And, you know, as a middle-aged man, I, you know, I've, uh, thank God I don't, I don't have ED, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think the okay. reality is that was funny. <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> but yeah. the, the reality is you're right. And, and I know for me, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm, you know, I want to get back into some fitness and stuff is I noticed that over the last three years, you know, I've not been hitting the gym like I used to for a million different reasons, but, um, I'm meaning, you know, lockdown, shutdown, like all the different things going on, you Mm -hmm. know, I I got out of going and I know for a fact, uh, weightlifting helps increase uh, the testosterone and increase libido. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I have always been kind of a walking boner, so to speak. I'd say that cheek tongue in cheek kind of thing being funny, but like, I've always just been, you know, the wind could blow by and I'm like, Hey, Mm -hmm. and, but what I've noticed is since I've been out of the gym for a few years, um, the wind has to blow pretty hard (laughs) now for, for me to, to, for me to that same response, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I just realized like, you know, I have not, I know that doing squats and all these things, as much as people want to laugh about all the, it's true. I mean, working out, even if it's just 30 minutes for three times a week, it's not like you have to devote your whole entire life to it, but just some kind of physical strenuous workout helps the, like you said, the hormones, it helps for men, it helps the testosterone, libido in men and women. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, if, if, if you do struggle with that, uh, like start getting some exercise, like, yeah, don't just depend on Viagra, but you know, I mean, if you need to use it, great. Like there's no shame, no guilt, but if there's some things that you can do just naturally having a healthier lifestyle to help, I would think that that would be the best bet (laughs) in my opinion. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. You've got to take care of yourself. All right. So the last couple minutes here, just talking about being scared of commitment, I, I guess, you know, we're just bringing this topic up. And I guess th- what this can do is if you're, you're listening is ask yourself, honestly, you know, are, do you think maybe you possibly are scared of commitment? Why? You know, I mean, uh, the big reason why you don't want to get hurt, but that if you don't want to get hurt and you're not going to, I mean, you have to be able to get hurt to be able to then find love. I think, I think that's, it's like the path. It's like, there's no way. Does that make sense? Like that's the journey. Yeah, that is, that is a part of life and you will hurt some people and you will be hurt by some people, you know, I mean, 
you and I both know it's not the person that's hurting you. It's right. You know, but just that being said, it's a part of life. Um, pain is pain is as a much is as much a part of life as joy and love are. We're stronger and more capable of handling it than we think we are. Right. Yeah, it, it definitely, um, I get it. I, I, I can sympathize with, man, when you put your heart out there, um, like you really, it's vulnerable, you know, mm-hmm. that like, but, but you have to put your heart out there and be willing to be hurt in order to find love. And I think where people get really gun shy, I'm, I'm assuming is if they've had failed relationship after failed relationship after failed relationship, I think it starts to kind of chip away at your confidence to where you get a, a subconscious jadedness. You know, it's like you don't appear mm-hmm. super jaded on the outside, but, but, but down deep, you're a little, a little jaded. And so I think, I think the best thing we all can do is to be really honest with ourselves. Ask, ask those close to you. Hey, do you think I'm, do you think I have commitment issues? Do you think that I'm scared uh, of commitment or, you know, are there things that you see that I could work on and improve to be a more uh, suitable partner? Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And you and I've talked a lot about that mm-hmm. in the, all these podcasts. It, it really is not just about finding the right person. It's about being the right person. And that's such right. a, that's such a key role in, in, finding the right person. It's like, they're really, there's some kind of magic ish thing there where when I get to a space where I'm okay with me, it's like, I really open myself up to be, to be with someone else. I noticed, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for this. It's taken me three years where now I don't, I don't find myself as frustrated with others because I was frustrated with myself, which then made me frustrated in the dating world. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm, I'm okay and content with me, I find that I'm okay and content with others. And I've even had over the last, you know, six months, some of the most healthy breakups I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like yeah. I've never broke up with anybody this healthy where it could just be an honest conversation and it was sweet. It was kind. We've maintained friendship. I've had like three breakups in the last six months. And these weren't, you know, I'm talking about a month or two months of dating, but where I'm friends with all three of them, like still very good friends with them. And we text maybe not every day, but every couple of days we'll check in with each other and how's it going. You know, you, have you met anybody? And, you know, we even ask about who we're dating and I mean, it's very, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. And, I, and to yeah. me, that's a, that's a good sign. Cause it, it absolutely is. I was doing a lot of ghosting and being ghosted. It was like a crazy shit mm-hmm. going on the first couple of years. So. Yeah. You definitely have um, grown into a, grown into a space where you're comfortable with yourself and, and confident. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm there too, Timmy. I mean, I can't believe like the last couple of times that I've ended 
short-term, you know, relationships, it's been so healthy. Yeah. And it's been, you know, it hasn't been this drama filled experience. And it's because I think for both of us, it's where we're at. Yeah. What we're, you know, I wonder there's a song I want to play in closing. Um, I was going to ask you, um, I wonder if I, I can play this as long as I give the person credit, right? Um, you might have to pay royalties if it's, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You might have to. Oh, interesting. Uh, So I guess I can't play it. Yeah. I think it's a little different. You can mention it, but you, if to play it, I think you actually have to pay royalties. Oh, so how do people get by when they just sing the song? Because I'm not going to sing it. See, I don't know. And and there might be an element of if there's if there's um, financial transaction involved in the event or the thing that you're doing where you use music, that may be different. Maybe I'm getting it confused. So I'm not an attorney. I'm not, you know, I don't know much. I just remember when I was working for a company that used music in their program that they had to pay royalties um, is small fees, but they had to pay these fees for the songs that they used, but it was a paid event. So oh. that might be the difference. Interesting. Yeah. Cause this isn't a paid event. This is just a free, I'm right. just, you know what? I think I can play this song. I'm just going to go ahead and play it. And if we get, if I, okay. if I find out not, uh, you've not heard this song, pay me, but I'm going to play it. Um, and I want you to, you'll listen to it. I think you'll be able to hear okay. it. Right. Hopefully you can hear this. If not, how about this? Uh, I'm going to text you the title of the song. Actually, I'm going to do that right okay. now. Actually, it's, it's, uh, do you have, you, can you have YouTube on your phone? Mm-hmm. So I got them. I, I got all the apps, Timmy. Oh, good. If you have Spotify, <laughs> it's Teddy swims. Oh, this will be, this will be a great, this will be a great ending. Yes. Teddy swims. Will it find me? Okay. Which the answer is Yes. And so I'm going to, I'm going to play that song right now on the podcast. So you can listen to it while I'm playing it on the podcast. Okay. And it's playing. Tell me how could it be fed? Some people find what a thirst Been a lifetime searching for it, for some it's right under their nose. And they say that you'll never find it if you're looking for it. And then maybe. I'm just better off if I'm alone If it's once in a lifetime Once at the last time I feel something I hope it's not If everyone's finding a real thing then where the hell is mine? I'm trying to be an optimist. 
but it's hard sometimes. Still believe you're heaven sent, but don't know if there's a God at all. I should probably get a grip. Maybe you've got it comfortable. Ignoring all my messages, keep declining all my phone calls. Well, baby, if you just need a space, I'll give you all the stars above. But they say that you'll never find it. If you're looking for it, if it's once in a lifetime, then what's not the last time I feel something? I hope it's not. If everyone's finding the real thing, then where? beautiful song (laughs) will it it find me oh it's such a like i don't know how i stumbled across it of course i love teddy swims um but he's i I believe he's the title of the song will it find me and he's talking about love and he's like is it once in a lifetime and oh it's just such a powerful song It, it really moves me um so yeah i'm glad everybody got a chance to hear that song and thank you for joining Joining us today for our Monday relationship, dating, love talk, and uh, talking about fear of commitment, which is something that we all face at some time or another, but push through it. Love will find you there. Love is yeah. out there. It really is. You just got to get some it shit, get, got to get some of your shit in order to really be in a space to a recognize it, to be ready for it, to be fit for it. You know, it, it'd be like, yeah. it'd be like not prepping for a marathon and then trying to run one. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't recommend it. I think, I think, I think relationships are much the same. You you should Mm -hmm. prepare yourself to be in a relationship. And I'm telling you, the universe will bring you somebody. It, it just will. It just will. Absolutely. Well, Pammy, I love you, girl. Thank you so much for coming love on. Love you too. Yeah, have a good, yeah. uh, good time tonight. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Thank All right, you. girl. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Okay. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye bye.